It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Rise and shine, Sleeping Beauty. Do you know what today is? Have you got any idea? Today? Today? Today is National All or Nothing Day. All or Nothing. It's All or Nothing. All or Nothing. Oh, uh, well, let's think about that. Think positive, think positive. Right. Well, let's get this show on the road then, shall we? In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. This is Charlotte County Speaks. Your chance to let your voice be heard on local, state, and national issues. And now, broadcasting live from a dumpy little warehouse behind a Taco Bell, the host of Charlotte County Speaks, Ken Lovejoy. News Radio 1580 and 100.9 FM, WCCF, Charlotte County Speaks, hour number 2, 10.08 is the time. Phone lines are open at 941-206-1580, toll free, 888 441-1580, and I almost forgot, I didn't even realize, it is Master Gardener Tuesday. You forgot about us. I did. Wow. This is becoming a trend. I was on Uh a roll. No, I I remembered you last month. I promoted you last month. No, I was talking about yesterday I had lunch with a friend of mine in Sarasota. He totally forgot about it. He was driving down from Tampa, so he was 40 (laughs) minutes late. So it's becoming a trend. I guess it's me. So you can blame it on me, guys. Okay, we'll blame it on you. All right. So what's going on? Well, we have all sorts of things going on. It is hot, first of all. It is hot. So we're having some inside activities. Um, We just got done doing uh, um, Caladium, Wild About Caladiums at the libraries the last two weeks. We We gave away free Caladium tubers. And so that was fun. That was a nice event. The next upcoming event is Florida Friendly Friday. Uh, It is inside, air-conditioned at Centennial Park on August 19th. That's a Friday. It is a Florida Friendly Friday. Mm. And we have three different classes that day. 9.30, we're going to be talking about uh, common landscape palms with Master Gardener Donna Worthley. And at 11, we're going to be talking about plant nutrition and Florida-friendly fertilizer application uh, with Dr. Marguerite Beckford. And then at 1230, we're doing a class on succulents with one of our masters, Master Gardener, um, Master Gardeners, Joyce Laubach. And so you can come to all three classes or just one. Um, and you can register on Eventbrite if you go on to Eventbrite and put in Florida-friendly Friday in Charlotte County, it will pop up, or you can call our office, 941-764-4340, and I can help you out to get you registered. So those are our events. Um, There is also the Caladium Festival. It's not one of our events, but it is an event. It's the 31st Annual Caladium Festival is coming up this weekend. Hmm. It's only about an hour drive from here in Lake Placid. It's the 29th through the 31st. Uh, the car and bike show that's there is on July 30th, if you're into that. Uh, they have uh, 
lots of different vendors. Of course, the theme is Caladiums, but uh, they do have floral arrangement competitions, art and craft booths, food and entertainment. Uh, they do bus tours of the Caladium fields. And there's Lake Placid's also the town of murals. So it's also a nice little day trip to look at their 47 murals that are all mostly within walking distance to each other. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, a nice, nice little trip. I mean, we went that one year. Remember that, honey? I do. Yeah, they have all different kinds of caladiums. You just get the tubers and, you know, it's they're, it's a good deal. Yeah, they're a great summer plant. Um, you, the leaves are beautiful. They come in all colors of pinks and whites and reds. And it, you plant the tubers, and within a two to three weeks, usually they start popping up, and it's great summer color that does well in the – they like the heat and the, the, the wet soils and – the humidity so they're a great summer plant mm-hmm. all right well there you go do we still have rain barrels we, that we're selling we have a boatload of rain barrels we have been selling them like crazy i think oh uh, good yeah that boy the rain, rain we had yesterday afternoon was mm-hmm. enough to fill yeah. all four right. <laughs> see we didn't have that much rain yesterday afternoon really? yeah that, it's really crazy this year the mm-hmm. rain is just spotting yep it mm-hmm. is yep yeah. yeah we've been selling a lot of them and we just had another work a rain barrel work day yesterday with our master gardeners. They came in. Um, we had some volunteers that came to put some more together. Um, they are, we reuse um, food grade drums. So it keeps the, the barrels out of the landfill. And then we equip them with the water spigots and uh, overflow. And they come with an instruction booklet. And they are available at Centennial Park at our office. And they are $40 plus tax, which makes them forty two eighty. And they're a great way to conserve water, to save water, to water your plants, to rinse off your garden tools. Lots mm-hmm. of different things you can do with them. Yeah, and the reason I was asking is it, it seems counterintuitive. <clears throat> why do we need a rain barrel this time of year? It rains all the time. But like well, I was mentioning, <laughs> it, well, it gives you the rain because we didn't get the rain that you got. And you need the rain. You need water your plants at least one to two inches a week. And if you get 10 inches one week and you don't get any rain for three weeks, no, that doesn't count. And it's a good way to have, you'll have the rain, you know, it's Just when you get lines. the 10 inches, yep. yeah. yeah, you get the drip lines or you may have to hand do it, but um, you got the water right there. You still have the water and you have the water right it's there. Better water. It well, is, it actually so is. So much better water. Yep. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Not only that, it sustains us in the winter months when we don't get any rain. We still have water in our rain barrels to spare because I think we have nine rain barrels. Do you really? We do. That's fabulous. I, I know. I love it. I was going to say, Bill and Kim are the king and queen of rain barrels. Yes, I think out are. of anybody have I know, they have them the most. No. no. That blue actually matches our house blue. perfectly. <laughs> they painted their house to match the rain barrel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you took They're a rain friendly. barrel to a paint store. You match this place. Yeah, that works, though. That's good. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I love it. All right. So what else is going on? Well, it? It's Bill's turn. They, it's yeah, Bill's I can turn. do gardening in a minute. Oh, we haven't had a gardening in a minute for a while. Let's have a gardening in a All minute. All right. Okay. We have a gardening in a minute. and Make it a minute and a half since it's the, been so long. Well, what <laughs> if it's 30 seconds? <laughs> I'm going to start my timer. You know, oh. oh, yeah, that's right. Sarah times me. <laughs> Today, today's gardening in a minute is uh, rotating pest management strategies. The University of Florida teaches all master gardeners Um, what's called Integrated Pest Management, or IPM, as the best practice for managing pests in your garden. 
And it's very similar to the healthcare world with infectious bacteria um, that develop a resistance to antibiotics. In your garden, the same thing is true for insects and pests. And if you experience ongoing problems, which you will with the same pest, don't use the same pesticide repeatedly. Instead, look for a product that can target the pest using an active ingredient from a different chemical family. So, as Ralph is so fond of saying, read the label and follow the instructions, but also do some research and find out what pest you really have. And it's always best to start with a mechanical method, like removing insects by hand or what grandkids like, hose them off and uh, off your plants. Use pesticides only as a last pest or a last resort. Um, you don't really need to, to use them all the time. Use an integrated pest management strategy and you can help protect the environment and still control the pests in your garden, in your yard. However, in Florida, you're never going to eliminate the pests, but you can manage them to a point where you have a thriving garden. And to digress just a little bit, the, um, it's very common for uh, someone to ask me, um, particularly you know, if they're new to the area, you know, I have bugs in my yard, you know, how do I get rid of them? What can I use to get rid of them? Well, because um, I just don't want any more. Well, yeah, that's not even an option anymore in Florida. You're always going to have pests. And really what the integrated pest management is, is a two or three step process. The first being what I call the Nancy rule. Walk your garden regularly and then identify the good bugs and the bad bugs. The University of Florida has a really good um, publication called Natural Enemies and Biological Controls. And it, it talks about good bugs and bad bugs and controlling pets biologically. Then, once you know what the pest is, read the pesticide labels and find which pesticide will work best for your plant. And if, if you don't really want to do that effort, take a picture of it and you can call the county extension at 941-764-4340. They'll help identify it for you and help to uh, recommend what pesticide or what approach to use. So it's really just a two-step process. You know, walk your garden, identify the bugs, read the labels on the pesticides, and then you can uh, find a solution to your problem. And that's your gardening in a minute. And for more information about pest management, contact your county extension, or use the University of Florida website. It's the Edis IFAS website. Um, you can use your browser, whatever browser you use, and just browse for Edis IFAS, and you'll get plenty of publications that'll talk about it. That's your gardening in a minute and a half. All right. Well, thank you very much, Bill. We have to take our first break, <laughs> and we'll be right back on News Radio 1580. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like... Uh, your opinion, man. We'll be right back with Charlotte County Speaks on News Radio 1580 WCCF. News Radio 1580, 100.9 FM, WCCF 1023 on the money here. Charlotte County Speaks with the Master Gardeners and taking your phone calls if you have a plant related question at 941 206 1580, toll free 888 441 1580. 
Bill? Sure. I'll go. Nancy? I'll go. Okay. I'll go. I want to kind of piggyback on what Bill had to say about scouting for uh, scouting for pests and bugs and whatnot in your garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a very nice patch of scarlet milkweed, and I raise monarch butterflies. Monarch butterflies, as many people know, are an endangered species, and we seem to have them here year-round. And so it makes a wonderful hobby, especially for people who have children, to raise the, the caterpillars. And you'd need the scarlet milkweed that is uh, uh, the, the food that feeds the larva or the caterpillar. And to see the caterpillar transform into a pupa, a cocoon, and then after a number of days to see it hatch out as a new butterfly is wonderful. At any rate, um, I was scouting my milkweed patch just yesterday morning, as a matter of fact. And I have noticed that I have developed a bit of an aphid problem. And the aphids want to chow down on the milkweed. And at first I thought, no. well, I can see that I have some ladybugs as well. And ladybugs love to eat milkweed. And so I thought, well, that's okay because I've got a little biological control going on here. Mm-hmm. And as of yesterday when I went out, the, the aphids were way ahead of the ladybugs in, in consuming um, aphids. So the, the aphids were winning out. The ladybugs were not, no longer uh, able to sustain that. So I got the hose out. It's not only for grandkids, Bill. It's also <laughs> for adults. And hose those things off, those little little pests. And, um, of course, today, now, there's just a couple aphids. And there are still some, some ladybugs in there. And the balance of power is going back. And the oh, butterflies nice. are hovering. So they everywhere. do stay off. The aphids stay off for a while. Um, it it just slows them down. I think a few of them probably uh, die by the wayside, but by and large, they're going to be back. But again, the Nancy rule: get out there and scout and <laughs> and see if you can get rid of the problem uh, early on. And I've been able to avoid uh, some of the some of the milkweed bugs and the Jadera bugs by hand squashing those little babies on my own. It gives me a great sense of satisfaction to be able to to, to, to work with Mother Nature. And, a great and, stress reliever, right? And a great st- and I am telling you, it is a weeks, great right? stress reliever, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To add on to the uh, aphids on the milkweed, a lot of times I'll take a damp paper towel and just go in and smush them. Smush them. Smush. That yeah. works. That works, that works too. good too. Yes, yeah, but yeah. Once again, if you see ladybugs, yeah, I don't want to. That's that's great. It's, they eat, it is. Eat, they eat the yes, aphids. Yeah, yes. and I don't want to discourage the ladybugs. So, so that's it, Mother Nature has a balance, and and so you just have to be kind of conscious that um, you're not you're being a help and not a hindrance. Right, yeah. and wouldn't a Florida friendly landscape help to facilitate that? balance in nature so to speak having more of a florida friendly landscape and landscaping your yard i mean i've noticed more good bugs in Mm -hmm. our yard since we've changed it our landscaping a bit not just my vegetable Mm -hmm. garden yeah absolutely and i was gonna add on to nancy was talking about the monarchs we do have 21 native species of milkweed in our in our state now 
don't get me wrong, they're not all easy to find. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> they are difficult to find. But we there are um, a couple, a small handful that do well in our area and some that you can find at our local native nurseries too. So milkweed, milkweed, milkweed to help the monarch butterflies. If you can plant some even a little bit in your yard. And it, and it, um, the, the, the seeds disperse so readily. And so as long as um, you have a certain tolerance for these things popping up here, there, and everywhere, and hopefully your neighbors do. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the real worry with the monarchs is their overuse of pesticides. Mm-hmm. And, and so the more you can in, eliminate the use of pesticides in your yards, and Florida-friendly landscaping helps you to do that, that's great. And, and if your neighbors are kind of on board with that, too, it's, it's a win-win for the species. Yeah, and I can't stress enough, there's far more beneficial insects and and harmless insects than there are that are pests. Don't get me wrong, there's pests out there. Yeah. <laughs> there are. And but, right. What's and that, the benefit of the palmetto bug? Oh, well, see, that might be one with limited. <laughs> Actually, it, it, it's a food source for beneficial or snakes. Are they going to make us start eating those now? No, <laughs> hopefully not. Did you stay up all night just to think of that question, Ken? (laughs) (laughs) She says some are beneficial. Well, there are a lot of beneficial. Actually, the vast majority of insects are beneficial. They have some purpose, but... It's a good point. It's a good point. Just because you have bugs, it's like the person coming and saying, oh, my God, I'm new to Florida. Bugs everywhere. I can't stand it. Got to get rid of them. You know, you you just have to take a breath and and realize that um, as bad as it looks... Just and mo- most of the pest bugs for plants, you can't even see hardly. You really have to start looking for you them. Yeah. <laughs> you got to hunt for That's them. That's true. Those <laughs> mysterious holes, when did they occur and what right. did that? So you've got to yeah. be out in the night scouting too. Exactly. Well, that was like when we first moved to Florida and we had all these different snakes. Bill hates snakes and he was like overwhelmed. And now that he's realized how good snakes are, he's... Mm-hmm. Changed his tune moderately. Yeah. Well, the more she you has know to bring about out the snakes, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I was the Uh-oh. same way. You know, no, no, I don't want any snakes, no snakes, no snakes. But well, now, he swore they I'm, were stalking him in the yard, and I laughed until I viewed it myself. They actually were stalking him around the yard. I know. <laughs> well, the you, word came out, I think. <laughs> this guy's afraid of us. Let's start, let's mess with him. Really? Well, see, you just have to have the schedule set up. I'm in the garden in the morning, and so the snakes are hiding out somewhere in the morning. And when I walk out to just meander around the beauty of my garden in the afternoon, why, the snakes have their turn. They're out there, and, you know, I'm not going to bother them as long as they leave me and do my, my work in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. The more you know about something, the less scarier it becomes, for the most part. That's true. That's true. That's very true. So when you can ID something, whether it's a snake or an insect or, you know, and then more you know about it, the less scarier they become. And and some of them have these wonderful backstories. You know, there's there's always the great stories. (laughs) It's like a... It's like a, a, a America's Got Talent contestant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know that thing that, well, that, that gets raised in without there. a mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know those things that 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 plant a, a, a an egg inside another insect, and then it Ew. grows and it 
grows in it and eats the brain out. Oh, I know. The... I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love stories. that stuff. <laughs> Terribly sorry. We have to take another break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. News Radio 1580. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. We'll be right back with Charlotte County Speaks on News Radio 1580 WCCF. News Radio 1580, 100.9 FM, WCCF, Charlotte County Speaks at 1036. Just about. The phone lines are open if you have a plant-related question for the Master Gardeners at 941-206-1580. Toll-free, 888-441-1580. All right, whose turn is it? It's my turn. Okay. Okay. I want to talk about heat. We're surrounded by heat. Got a lot of it. Got a lot of heat. We've got excess heat right now. And heat safety in the garden, if you're working in the garden, is an important thing to consider. Everybody seems to have an endless amount of work to be done in their gardens at this time. It doesn't matter whether it's your grass that needs mowing. Damn weeds. The damn weeds that need attention. And everything needs maintaining. And everything, of course, is growing like gangbusters right now. But working in the summer garden can put gardeners at risk from unforgiving Florida heat. Now, I figure all of us know the sensation of going outside in bare skin on a hot summer afternoon and feeling your skin sizzle. You know, it's just not to be messed with. So you need to take precautions to work in the morning before the temperatures get too hot. Uh, Should wear a hat. Sunscreen is pretty much a must. Uh, And always apply sunscreen to any exposed skin before you go outside. Even a few minutes in the sun can burn unprotected skin. Remember the sizzle? Know that feeling, that kind of fried egg feeling right on your own body? And it can't be said enough. Reapply your sunscreen often. Long sleeves and pants are good protection too. When I go out in the garden, I'm pretty well covered. And it it seems kind of counterintuitive, but wear light-colored clothing and cover your body as much as you can. Uh, which will help to protect your skin and keep you cool. And remember to take breaks. Kim was just saying uh, during our break that you can get overheated so quickly and you do need to take a break every now and then and keep plenty of water on hand. Hydrate, hydrate. Hydrate, Mm -hmm. hydrate is the name of the game. Even if you don't think you're thirsty, you better be drinking anyway. Um, try to water. 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 Well, water. and, and yes. also yes. electrolytes, whether or, it's Gatorade yeah, or whatever, Gatorade that makes a huge or, yeah, difference. And they're yeah. and they're actually uh, advertising more Pedialyte, right? With the to yeah. to be consumed with pe- for people who are working outdoors and or have hangovers, <laughs> right? Yes, or, 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 yes, yes, yes. I've heard uh, or both. You've, you've heard working right, outdoors right. with a hangover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's in it. your case, Ken. Double up on the Pedialyte. <laughs> Double up on the Pedialyte. Yeah. It's a very bad idea to be doing that in a hangar. I can tell you that for sure. So even though you might want to. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Want to con- 
to put off your gardening chores until maybe after dark. You're going to contend with mosquitoes after dark. Again, you're going to want to be covered up. So anyway, there are heat-related illnesses that you might encounter, and there are two different types of heat sickness, and both need attention. One is heat exhaustion. Sounds like that's what you get sometimes. And I always get a migraine. And a migraine with it. Okay. And the other one is heat stroke. Heat exhaustion, the symptoms are feeling a little bit dizzy, feeling a little bit faint, a lot of sweating. Well, if you're working out in the garden, you are going to be doing excessive sweating, which is good because it does, it's your body's mechanism to cool you down. If you have cool, pale, or clammy skin, if you feel a little nauseous, and if you have a very rapid, weak pulse, and, and a, then you need to be mm-hmm. taking your break and drinking plenty of water uh, moving into a nice, nice cooler, shadier area. Now, heat stroke symptoms are a little bit more, dif- a little bit different, and they are more serious. Um, instead of feeling faint or dizzy, you're going to become confused. You're going to get a throbbing headache. That's not good. <clears throat> Your body temperature is going to rise to above 103 degrees. Your skin's going to be dry, hot, and red. And you're going to feel nauseous, maybe you'll vomit, and you'll have a strong, rapid pulse instead of a, a faint, slower pulse. So everybody needs, if you work outside, and, and there are a lot of people, of course, who are working in industries where they are outside, the landscapers, the roofers, everybody that seems to be constantly working in our neighborhoods needs to be self-aware and needs to self-monitor. Uh, so be careful when you're out there. Be aware Take your water with you, cover up as much as you can, wear your sunscreen, and take breaks. Uh, take a break, go into a shady area, and, and drink half a bottle of water or maybe a whole bottle of water, depending on how hard you're working, how hard you're sweating, and, and try to be uh, heat-wise and, and avoid getting sick. If you get heat stroke, you are need you need to get immediate action to cool down, and that includes calling nine one one, putting cold packs on your head, on your armpit areas, your groin, to try and big, bring that body temperature down. It's a serious serious illness that you can knock you right out. I mean, literally knock you right out. So. That's my my words of wisdom on heat safety because yeah. this is the time of year when. Um, we need to be careful in the garden. And it's very important. There's a lot of people that are moving down here from up north, more so than we've seen in a long, long time. And they're, I mean, it gets hot up north. I mean, that this time of year, it's probably hotter up north than it is down here, which is pretty common. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have the humidity and we now have clothing that you can wear outside um, you see these landscapers. You can tell who's been in Florida for a while. The only thing you can see are their eyes and maybe their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else is covered. And that's because you don't want to get that heat from the sun beating on you. Yep. And it reflects off and whisks, whisks off the, the sweat and that. So we have more options, if you will, to stay out a little longer mm-hmm. and in the heat and be protected. Um you know, it, it, it's going out in a T-shirt and flip-flops and shorts is not the best idea. Not a good idea. Dress like a fisherman. <clears throat> yep, exactly. Well, and get out of that mindset. Oh, I just have one more thing to do. No, as soon as I finish this, I'll go in. No, as soon as I'm done over there, I'll drink some water. No, just take the break. Mm. She's take, talking take, about me now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. 
take the break. Take the break and keep yourself safe. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Do that. Water, water, water. Yep. All right. And, and Kim, tell, talk about that little thing that you just were, was, you were telling us about the oh, armbands. I saw I think on that's the news the about a, a week ago, I think, on the national news, they're talking about a, corporations now can avail themselves of a heat monitor that is a little band that fits around your upper arm. And what they do is they monitor their employees' core temperatures as they're working outside and as soon as they see someone get too hot, they insist they take a break and hydrate, and they keep rotating them, and that way it keeps them safe. I think that is wonderful. It I is. Like I that. wish it was available to us. I would hop on it right away with my Fitbit. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, great. That's a good idea. <clears throat> Lots of stuff coming out like that. We love it. Nice. We you. need it. All right, who's next? I can talk about... What do you uh, got? Hurricane Hardy Trees. Um, this is hurricane season. We're talking about it, but it's this time of year we don't really get. Seems like the last couple of years everything's been happening later. It happens later, but yeah. there are things you can do to your landscape that will help prepare you better for hurricanes. And the University of Florida um, did a 15-year study on hurricane impacts, and the objectives of the study were to identify biological, site, and cultural factors that make trees more wind-resistant. Now, palm trees aren't bulletproof. Um, no. They they still will blow over, um, but they're all pretty much close to 80 to 90% effective um, in not falling over. Um, but the study um, found several things, and I'll go through these here pretty quick. Uh, but the I, I would highly suggest anyone who's been in Florida for a while or new to Florida or anyone in Florida – the two publications that the University of Florida has that are very helpful, um, and there may be recent ones that I'm not aware of, Selecting Tropical and Subtropical Tree Species for Wind Resistance and Wind and Trees Lessons Learned from Hurricanes. <clears throat> There's three lessons learned from this these two articles that uh, I came across. The first has to do with the urban forest, or in other words, your urban landscaping. Factors other than wind intensity and speed are important. Rain and the time it takes to move through the area, tree species, age, health, and structure, soil conditions, the depth, water table, and compaction and composition of the soil, and the tree canopy and density. Uh, Tree canopy density and composition. Now the recommendations are tree pruning which means no hurricane huts, cuts for your palm trees, which pretty much everyone does. And for many, Don't many reasons, it. it's a bad, bad idea. Um, you select re- wind-resistant species, and these articles have plenty of them to select. Um, and Florida-friendly is a good benchmark. Find anything Florida-friendly. Right species, right place. Plant high-quality trees, central leaders, and good structure. <clears throat> trees... In groups survive winds better. Their um, study found that if they were planted five or more in a group, they had a better chance of survival. During Ivan, it was 80% versus 70%. For, for, for Gene, it was 88 versus 78%. So recommendations are plant trees in groups of five or more. Now that's hard to do in a small lot like I have. And um, But what you really need to do is if you have two or three together and and just you know landscape them find the appropriate trees 
they will be helpful. Um, they won't fall over as easy and um, cause damage to your house or neighbors. But what we do have, uh, we have a long row of about 20-foot-tall arecas, and when Irma came through and the wind circled around and came from the north, that saved us. Those arecas took the brunt of the wind, and it saved our screening, it saved our yard, it saved everything. So I highly recommend something like that, too. Yeah, the Eureka's work as advertised. They're one of the recommended trees, um, by the way, and uh, they do work as advertised. They get beat up quite a bit. I mean, those were pretty heavy winds, but they come right back. Mm -hmm. Um, And the lessons learned trees, some tree species are resistant to winds better than others. These are the ones with the poor wind resistance. In the north, sand, pine, pecan, laurel oak, and water oak. In South Florida, Queen Palm, Australian Pine, Melaleuca, Weeping Banyan, and Washington Palm. Those are all poor wind resistance. Recommended, plant more wind-resistant trees. Consider removing older and hazardous trees that have poor wind wind resistance. Um, Speaking to that, our neighbors, um, Jim and Joan, before Irma came, they had these old palm trees out back, and they were tall. I mean, they were tall, tall, tall. And they, you know, lived in Miami for almost their whole life, as soon as they heard Irma was coming, they had those things cut down and broke my heart because they were coconut palms. And man, (laughs) they got some really nice coconuts that they shared, but they didn't want to take any chance. I mean, they, you know, they didn't want them to fall over and hit their house. Land on the house. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, And after a hurricane, um, you know, pines may show no immediate stress, but you have to monitor your trees after the hurricane. They may look okay. It's like, yeah, they're still there. But what they found, three months after Charlie, 20% of the slash pines died and 48% of the longleaf pines died. Um, trees losing all or some of their leaves may not be dead, but again, monitor. And native species survive better. Um, soil and rooting. Trees with more rooting space survive better than those that don't. In other words, don't plant trees right next to each other. I mean, that's a common thing in Florida. I don't know of anyone who hasn't bought a house that was owned by someone that had moved here for a while. They plant everything like six inches from the house and everything else. (laughs) You know, oak trees like two feet apart. Um, What they found is, you know, trees that are at least 10 feet apart, Smaller trees and larger trees, 30 feet, um, do much better. Um, the soil, it damaged root systems make trees vulnerable to wind damage. And that gets back to fertilizing properly, watering properly, and pruning correctly. I'm harping on pruning, but yes, pruning is a big deal. Um, you know, it, it may save you money in the short term to, you know, do that hurricane cut on your palms. But if they're right near your house or right near a vehicle that's outside, um, you better hope your insurance will cover that when a hurricane comes through. So um, those are the main things. Um, they have they have a lot of information on here. It's something to prepare for when you live in Florida, when you landscape. It's just another thing to think about um, when you're planting um trees or plants in your yard is, um, are they going to cause a problem if we have a hurricane or a tropical storm here? Yeah. A little forethought. 
Just a little forethought. There you go. Yep. We have to take our final break, and we'll be right back on News Radio 1580. Are you even listening to me? I hate guys that just push buttons all day. They have no chemistry at all. This cycle of jerks has to end. You seriously should run with this. Is this saying anything? Let's go ahead and tear a station. Let's go to the bit they haven't picked. I don't understand a word you just said. We'll be right back with Charlotte County Speaks on News Radio 1580 WCCF. News Radio 1580 and 100.9 FM WCCF. Charlotte County speaks at 1055. Couple of minutes left on the show. If you have a question for the Master Gardeners, the phone lines are open at 941-206-1580. Toll free 888-441-1580. Now we during the break we were talking about what what are you planting right now? What's uh, what's getting planted? Oh, what you can plant right now, um, and right now meaning August 1st, but we're pretty close to August anyways, is eggplant, okra, peppers, pumpkin, for some reason. You can plant pumpkins now. Mm. And summer and winter squash and tomatoes. But with the pumpkin, the there's a guide that's Florida Vegetable Gardening Guide that the University of Florida has, and it gives you all these notes and recommendations, tell you what to plant. Here's the notes on planting pumpkins. It requires a lot of space. Everyone knows that but can be grown under taller vegetables, bees required for pollination, foliage diseases, and fruit rot are common. Now, this is why I won't grow pumpkins down here, but you can grow them, and this is why I like this publication, because they tell you what you're up against. (laughs) Going in. (laughs) Going in. It's like, oh, yeah, I just throw a seed down, you know, Johnny Appleseed, and it grows. But no, Mm -hmm. it doesn't. And they list all the different varieties, of which I've never heard before. Big Macs, Connecticut Field, Prize Winner, Jack B. Little, Jack-O-Lantern, and Calabaza. Mm -hmm. That's a pumpkin? Mm -hmm. Calabaza? Mm -hmm. Holy cow. Wow, it's a squash. Okay. But anyways, that's it. So going along with that... uh, the university puts out this publication called the South Florida Gardening Calendar. And it's similar to the vegetable guide that uh, Bill was just speaking of. But this goes month to month and tells you what to plant, what to do um, in your garden. And it's super handy, especially if you're new down here. And it's and it's the gardening and landscaping season's all backwards from for you from up north. Mm-hmm. Um, so August, obviously, it's really hot. The hottest uh, days of summer limit your planting to heat tolerant plants like vinca and coleus pentas salvia celosia those are all things that you can plant this time of year and most of those plants are pretty easy to find at your uh any local nursery you can also do some bulbs like butterfly lily walking iris spider lily um herbs that can be planted from uh plant you know small plants uh, laurel, ginger, tarragon, rosemary, uh, and then, like uh, Bill said, the vegetables. You can start planting your eggplant, okra, peppers, pumpkin, squash, and tomatoes for your fall garden. Mm-hmm. But that's this gardening calendar is available online. It's free. If you just Google UF South Florida gardening calendar, it will pop right up, and you can download it, and it is really one of the most handy publications they put out. Yeah. Yeah, and and the one thing in our favor planting a garden in in August is the days are getting shorter, even though it's incrementally, but that means you have fewer hours that are in the beat-down heat. Mm -hmm. Um, And that makes a big difference. It's less daylight, but the the heat 
factor on the uh, vegetable gardening um, mm-hmm. is mitigated a little bit because the days are starting to get a little shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I just hope those uh, uh, with the Sahara dust keeps uh, blowing. <laughs> yeah. Apparently that's keeping the tropics calm. So Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good Cross our fingers for another couple months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, Mass Gardeners, thank you very much. Thank Appreciate you. that. Thank you and, for having uh, us as yes. always. Yes. Yeah. And Ralph, if you're uh, if you if you are still exist out there, <laughs> he's like yeah. the Maris of uh, you know the the wife yeah. from Fraser that you never saw. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yes. He really was yeah. planning on coming this time. Sure. Yeah. Sure he was. <laughs> <laughs> right. well, thank you, Master Gardeners. Yeah. Thank Ralph, you. Uh, come see us sometime. Right. You can do show and tell. You're the only one I know yeah. that can do show and tell on a radio show and make it work. <laughs> All right, Master Gardeners, thank you very much. Appreciate it. We'll see you again next month. And, folks, have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning on News Radio 1580. You got any more jokes? Anything funny? No? No? All right. See you, folks. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.